lives of our teenagers. We're so glad that you're here once again. Can we stand to our feet if you're able? Let's sing this one song before we have a word of prayer. Oh, happy day. Would you lift your voice with me in this place? for being with us there in the back. One of our ushers are going to give you a visitor's card if you could fill it out and put it in the offering later on as your offering. That would be fantastic. Anybody else visiting us here tonight? Anybody glad to be in God's house tonight? Say amen. Well, let's pray. Let's go to the throne room of grace to obtain some mercy here tonight. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you that you gave us another Wednesday to wake up and to live for you and to represent you well. God, help us. Many of us need a touch from you, God. Many of us need a physical touch from you, God. Many of our church body, Lord, hurting. God, recovering in hospital beds right now. So, Father, we come to you, Lord, as you tell us in your word, and you instruct us to pray without ceasing. God, we, Lord, you tell us to come into your presence, into your throne room of grace to obtain that mercy. So, God, we love being your children tonight. Thank you that we get to come and speak to you as our Father. Thank you, God, that tonight we get to sing your praises. We get to give offerings of money. We get to pray for each other, Lord. We get to, um, Lord, carry each other's burdens. And, Lord, even more importantly, God, we get to open up your word tonight as a congregation and be taught. Lord, help Brother Jim. Thank you for he and his wife bringing them here to the St. Pete area. Thank you for his years of pastorate in New York. Thank you that you're continuing to use him in your own way. So God, anoint him tonight, God. Help him tonight, God. Give him the words that he must speak for us to receive. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us another service that we can learn from you. And Lord, not just be hearers, of your word, but also doers tonight. We ask all these things in the lovely name of Jesus. 
Amen. Let's sing a couple more songs and we'll be seated. I love this next hymn. I, uh, I told the orchestra earlier, I don't know why the music director doesn't sing this next song more often. Not sure what's happening there. Sing this one. Jesus, my Lord, will love me forever. From him no power of evil can sever. He gave his life to ransom my soul. Now I belong to
great to praise the Lord on a Wednesday night. Amen. Well, good evening. I'm blessed to be able to come before you, open the Word of God. And nothing, just, just such a blessing. It's a blessing to have the Word of God, I'll tell you that. Hope you're doing good today. I was praying that if uh, the Lord had touched this upon my heart, this sermon, and I said, Lord, maybe, uh, maybe uh, if it's of you, you'd touch the pastor's heart just to tap my shoulder. And uh, so I praise the Lord. I want to bring this to you. You're going to have to listen on purpose, that's for sure. But we're going to open the Word of God. We're getting the Bible. And I want to talk to you about face-to-face. Face-to-face with Jesus. Heaven, right? Face-to-face with our Savior. Would you turn in your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians and chapter 13. 1 Corinthians and chapter 13. Now, we know this is the charity chapter, but we've got some truths here I want to look at and some other truths. And I, as I said, I need you to listen on purpose and um, follow along in, in the Word of God, please. We're going to go in from verse to verse, and we'll uh, see what the Lord has for us. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much that you are a ransom. You are our Redeemer. We thank you that you are the price that was paid, and you're the Redeemer that bought us. We praise your holy name. I, I thank you for the truths of the Bible. And Lord, as we open the scriptures now, I just pray that uh, our minds would be still, that we would not be distracted, that you would be lifted up and exalted, and that, we, that the full weight of these truths would be upon our hearts and our minds. May you get the glory. May you just allow me to be a conduit of truth and of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. As this world gets worse and worse, our desire for heaven should get greater and greater. That's kind of how that ought to work, right? And uh, as I try to keep up on the happenings of the day, uh, that uh, it just, uh, you just long for heaven. And you're glad for that fact that uh, we have a better country. And we have a city whose builder and maker is God. Listen, don't plant your stakes too deep in this world. We're just passing through, and we're just pilgrims. Listen, I love my country, and I I, I bleed for my country, but this is not all there is. We've got a home in heaven, see. We've got a city, New Jerusalem, where we'll see Jesus face to face. We'll enjoy his glory. We'll enjoy his presence for eternity. Listen, we'll be able to serve him through New Jerusalem, during the millennial kingdom even. And I praise the Lord for that. Don't get too discouraged down here. Don't get too inundated with facts. Listen, don't spend more time in Fox News than you do in your Bible. Amen. Amen. Right, brother? Amen. That's it right there. Don't spend more time looking at the polls than you do looking at the Bible. Don't spend more time talking about Trump and Biden than you talking to Jesus. No wonder why Christians are depressed. No wonder why we've lost our minds. No wonder why we're filled with anxiety and worry. Because we're, we're too focused down here. It's just all about, no, we've got it. I just praise the Lord that Pastor has had this focus of a better country. Because just, we're just, man, we're just, listen, we're one step away. We're just one step. We're just, we're just, it's so close. But here's what the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4.8. It says that there is laid up for me a crown and also for all those who... Love their disappearing. Does it say that? No. It says who love his appearing. That's right. So what we do is we I just can't wait to get out of here. That's not where the crown's for. It's to love his appearing. I just can't wait to see Jesus. That's what the crown's for, see. And we get so discouraged in this day. I just can't wait to get out of here. I just can't wait to uh, have no more sorrow in this day. But it's about loving his appearing. Loving his appearing. Now, face to face. Face to face. What a thought. What a thought. Look at our Bible now in 1 Corinthians and chapter 13, uh, 13 verse 11. As I said, you know it's the charity chapter, but check this out. Uh, Paul says, when I was a child, I speak as a child. And I tell you, some Christians still speak as children. Uh, I understood as a child. Can I tell you, some Christians still understand as a child. I thought as a child. Can I tell you, some Christians still only think as a child. They haven't grown up. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, I want you to see this now. 
For now we see through a glass darkly. But then, face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I also am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Face to face. And he says this in our text. For now. For now. Aren't you glad it doesn't say forever? It just says for now. I want you to know that pain you're going through and that hardship you're going through and that tribulation you're going through and that body ache you're going through and those doctor's appointments you're going through. It's just for now and it's not forever. It's just for now. It's just right now. But someday, our now, Vance Havner said this, our now will be then. So for now, we see through glass darkly, but then there'll be a then. So for now, for now, we, for now, you know, for now, there's doctor's appointments. For now, there's pain. And for now, there's tears. For now, there's masks, right? And for now, there's social distancing. That's just for now. That's just for now. But uh, someday, it'll be then. It's not forever. And then it says this, for now, we see through a glass darkly. We see now, the glass of 2,000 years ago was obviously, it was imperfect, it was discolored, it was very, you'd look through, it was very obscure. Looking through a glass darkly, I remember, um, I get these, don't, don't get mad at me now, but I get these old people dizzy, I got a heart attack, and I detached a retina, and uh, so I had this detached retina, whatever, I just get these things. And um, they had to go in there, had surgery, and they... And, they, and when they were telling me about the surgery, of course, my wife is saying, well, what do you do during the surgery? And I say, Doc, I don't want to know what you do during the surgery. I'm not interested in hearing about needles in my eyes, okay? But my wife says, I want to know what you do. I said, I don't want to know. But, of course, the doctor told her while I was there what they do. And they go and they put needles, and then they put this liquid in my eye. And you come out, and for about eight weeks, you're seeing through a glass darkly. It's like looking through a glass of water. It's this particular liquid. So what it does, it keeps your retina against the back of your eye, see, and all that, so you can heal. And that's what it was. But, that, that, but that's our view of Jesus right now. But now we see through a glass darkly. We can't see it all now. We, we can't. Listen, you're trying to understand things on earth. It's not the time to understand. It's the time to trust. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Do what? Trust also in him. He'll bring it to pass. The time to trust. It's the time to believe and be sure, like Pastor says. We see through a glass darkly. Can I, can I submit this to you? I know we see through a glass darkly, but I, I bet most of us don't see as well as we could see. That makes sense? I, I, I think we see, I, we understand that we're not going to see him perfectly. But I think we can see better than we do a lot of times. You say, well, how do you know? It's, it's when we're faced with troubles. It's when we're faced with hardships. How do we react then? When we see Jesus a little bit better, and as we get closer to him, we're going to respond better, more Christian maturity, uh, by our vision of the Lord, by our view of God, by our mature view of the Lord. We see through a glass darkly, but I think maybe we'd see a little bit better. And then it says this, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then, but then, our now will be then, face to face. I just, I, 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 I just don't see him as well as I want to see him. Or there'll be a day, can I tell you? In his presence, Psalm 1611, in his presence, Fullness of joy. Can you imagine what that even means? We could never even imagine what that is. Face to face. Face to face. But then, you can't touch the hem of the garment of what that will be like. But I want us to look at some insight that the Bible gives us about the face of Jesus. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 33, please. Exodus 33. This is a Bible study. Can't say I've got a, a points or anything, but I just want to bring out some truths, see if we can just get a little glimpse of what the Word of God has for us and to reveal us about the face of Jesus. In Exodus chapter 33, please. And if you look at verse 18, uh, Exodus 33, 18. 33, 18. And he said, I beseech thee. So Moses is talking to the Lord here. Because he says, listen, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't carry us up hence. We need you. 
And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Moses says, I want to see you better, God. He said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my, what does that word say? Face. You can't see my face. For there shall no man, for no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass that while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand, I will pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Interesting. The Bible says in John 1.18, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Now listen, when the Lord Jesus Christ comes on the scene, we realize that he is God incarnate, right? Incarnate, right? Uh, carnal, carn, flesh, incarnate. He comes in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. And so when uh, Philip says, Jesus, show us the Father, he says, how long have I been with you? So it, it, he is the person of God, but watch it. He is veiled, so, so the Je Jehovah's Witness will say, well, look it. If no man can see God at any time and Jesus is God, then how, Jesus can't be God because no man can see God. Right? And this, that's, that's the reasoning. But the thing is, he is veiled. Hebrews chapter 10 says, uh, it's my delight to do thy will, O God. And then he says, a body hast thou prepared me. He was veiled in his body. Hebrews 10.20 says he was veiled in his body. So yes, Jesus is the Lord of glory, but he come veiled in human flesh. So we haven't seen his glory, glory, that kind of glory. The Bible says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And then it says, and the word was made flesh. God incarnate. God was manifest in the flesh. But there will be a day that we will see him face to face. And with, watch it now, without that veil. Without that veil. I'm going to show you. Turn to 1 John chapter 3 now. 1 John chapter 3. What I want you to see is this, this if, if we can bring it out a little bit in the scriptures, and I'm sorry I'm a poor instrument to do so, but the, the, the very idea of what we can perceive from the Bible of what we're going to see. When Peter saw him and James saw him, John saw him, they saw him veiled. God manifest in the flesh. But there'll be a day we see him without that veil face to face. Moses couldn't see it. Matter of fact, when um, Jacob is wrestling with the angel, right? He says, I've seen Peniel. I've, I've seen God face to face. Yes, you've seen an angel, but he's veiled. An angel meaning an angel, appearance of God in the Old Testament, a Christophany. But he's been veiled. 1 John 3, look at verse 1, please. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. What wonderful love that I can be called a child of God. Wow. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, watch it, we shall be like him. For, because we shall see him as he is. Right there. So we will be in our, 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 our new bodies, and we'll be able to see him as he is. Without the veil. Turn, if you would, to 2 Corinthians in chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 4, please. We'll start there. I'm getting somewhere, so I just need you to listen on purpose. I'm getting somewhere. The Bible says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Isn't that the truth? Lest the light 
of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And I tell you, there's some, there's some lights in the Bible. Number one, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Number two, Jesus Christ, right? John 8, 12, the light of the world. Number three, the scriptures are light. Isn't that right? Psalm 119, 105, light on my path. And then, you know, another light is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the light of the glorious gospel. There's another light. Anybody know? Yes, you got it, brother. Us. Us. We're to be like the moon. We're to, we're to reflect the light of the Son of Righteousness, you see. We're to be lights in this world, you see. Anyhow, look what it says here. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. That's a, that's a sermon right there, friend. But God, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. When did that happen? Someone help me here. When did he command the light to shine out of darkness? Talk to me. In the beginning, Genesis 1, you got it. The, Let there be light, and there was light. That's what he's talking about. And he says that same light has shined in our hearts. Now watch it. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Watch it. In the face of Jesus Christ. Man. God reveals his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. You remember Moses when he when he did uh, uh, was with the Lord and his face shone, 2 Corinthians 4. He had to veil his face. You remember that? Because his light shone. His light was revealing the glory of God. The idea is that Jesus obviously perfectly represents and uh, reveals the glory of God perfectly. The Bible says in Hebrews 1.3, speaking of Jesus, who being the brightness of his image. Wow. You know this, and I'm just kind of, just tell you a little bit. In Matthew 24, 25, it talks about the coming of, of Jesus Christ and the sign of his coming. The sign of his coming is his glory. His glory, it's called the brightness of his glory. Paul talks about that in Acts 22. The brightness of his glory is above the brightness of the sun. He just exudes light, Jesus Christ. I want you to think about that brightness of his glory he reveals his face reveals the glory of God Whew. now check this out Matthew 17 Matthew 17 face to face man face to face what will it be Whew. check this out this is called the Mount of Transfiguration Matthew 17 Jesus is going to reveal to them uh, uh, briefly of his millennial reign, you see, and his transfiguration. And after six days, Matthew 17, verse 1, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them into a high mountain apart. Watch it now. And was transfigured before them. Now look what it says. And his face... It shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. I'm going to submit to you that seeing Jesus face to face is maybe a little different than what we thought. Whew. A little different. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. You know, we've we, uh, been memorizing this verse Number six, these verses 26, 24 through 26. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face do what? Shine upon thee. Psalm 80, three times in Psalm 80, it says, Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine. There is something about that, friend. From Matthew 17, transfigured as the sun. Revelation 1. says in verse 12, I turn, John is turning to see the voice that spake with me. Someone was speaking behind me, turned around. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now, who's speaking to me? You know, who's speaking to me? So he turns around. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, we know who that is, the Lord Jesus Christ, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle, 
His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire, his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Uh, being from up north, I was 90 minutes from Niagara Falls, and every time I go to visit Niagara Falls, you hear the, the pounding of that water, I think of the voice of God. Powerful. That's why it says shakes, you know. Now notice though, we're not even done yet. Now watch this. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp, we got this, two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Unbelievable. His countenance. And you know what John did? He hit the ground like a dead man. I just want to see him face to face. It's going to be maybe a little different. I think what we're going to do, like they saw in the, in, you know, the, one, the, the girls, they, they saw him after he was resurrected, and uh, they just grabbed his feet, just went to the ground and grabbed his feet. I, I, I'm okay with that position right there in front of my Savior. Face to face. His countenance is like the sun. And it shines in his strength. And John falls at his feet is dead. And speaking of the millennial kingdom, it says the moon, Isaiah 24, 23, the moon shall be confounded, be confused, and the sun will be ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously. I love that. You know, when the sun's out during the millennium, it's ashamed. Why? Because of the glory of Jesus Christ that comes from the throne in Jerusalem, you see. His glory just shines. Isaiah 33 is true. Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty. The beauty of holiness. The glory of God. The brightness of his image, you see. Turn, if you would, to Revelation 22. Revelation 22. We've covered this quite a bit. In Revelation 22, we know about New Jerusalem. Brother Mills did a great job last week. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, 1,500 square miles and a big cube and so forth like that. Look at verse 3 of Revelation 22. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle. Why? Neither light of the sun. Why in New Jerusalem? For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And I'm telling you that the light of the glory of God, and I'm sure through the face of God, lights up New Jerusalem. The presence of God, his countenance, Face to face. I want you to think about this. I, I, this is not a long sermon. I'll be honest with you. It's not long, but I want us to get it. This new Jerusalem, this heavenly city, that's where we'll be. Look at chapter 1, please, in verse 9. Revelation 21 in verse 9. Uh, 21, 9, yes, right in the same book. Look what it says here in verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. That's us. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, showed me that great city, right? The holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. That's new Jerusalem. Uh, having the glory of God. Ah, there you go. New Jerusalem has the glory of God, the brightness of his image. The glory of God is seen in Acts 22, above the brightness of the sun. The glory of God is seen in Matthew 24 and 25. It is coming. It's his brightness. New Jerusalem has that glory. Now, now and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. I want you to think about that. Could it be that the face of Jesus is so bright and such light that it's see-through even. I mean, it's just amazing. I, I can't explain it. 
But there's something about it. And then look what it says here. And it had a great wall. <clears throat> well, let's go, let's go to verse 18. I want you to see this now. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper. And the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. I want you to get that. So the city was garnished, had all around it precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony. Uh, it's like a quartz. It's whitish like a quartz. The fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprasus, the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst. Okay. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Now that's quite a gate. Each gate is a pearl. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent uh, glass. Now, this is what I want you to think about. You've got this amazing city with all these gemstones and all this beautiful gold and these, and these pearly gates. And inside of this, where we live, exudes the brightness and glory of God. And it shines off. These, I'm getting chills. And it shines off all these beautiful jasper, sardis, all these beautiful gemstones and all the gold. Can you imagine the beauty of that city as it reflects the glory of God, as it reflects the face of God? That's unbelievable. I'm going to heaven. Yeah, maybe a little bit more to it than that. I'm going to see Jesus. Yeah, maybe a little bit more to it than that. Just see the glory of God as it shines off and just this beautiful, you know, like the northern lights. Obviously, you can't compare this to this, but amazing. Amazing. The light of the glory of God beaming from the face of the Lord Jesus Christ and his person reflects off these beautiful stones and this pure gold. So the song says, how beautiful heaven must be. Sweet home of the happy and free, Fair haven of rest for the weary. How beautiful heaven must be. Certainly because it, it reflects the glory of God, of course, because it exudes the face of God. Let's see where I'm at. It was different when Jesus came the first time. In Luke 22 and 64, it says, And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on his face. Think about that. So they, they, they can't see it coming. And these Roman soldiers just bah, bah, whacking him. The face of Jesus. They beat him. His face. Matthew 26, 67 says, Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him. Others smote him with the palms of their hands. So they're spitting on him, and wah, bah, like this here, in his face. Isaiah 15, verse 6, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Can you imagine? That's why it says in Philippians 2 that he humbled himself. The Lord of glory. We, we um, quoted John chapter 1. The word was God. He was with God. And by all things, all was created, you see. Yet he became part of his creation. And his, his beautiful face spit upon. Fear ripped out. It says in Isaiah 52, 14, As many were astonished at thee, they were astonished. His visage, that's the appearance of a face was so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. How they beat his face. That's just the first coming. It's going to be different. Turn to Revelation 20. You're probably right there. Look at verse. Well, let's look at verse 10. The devil, this is after the millennium. The devil, Revelation 20 verse 10 that deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire 
and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, watch it, from whose, what's that word? Face, the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead small and great stand before God. Now notice, they're standing before God with nothing underneath them. Just staring at the face. You know, and they realize that the one they're looking at is the one that's holding them up. And the one they're going to be judged by. And it says, and the books were open, another book was open, which is the book of life. Those who are saved. And the dead were, dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books according to their works. And then it goes on. The sea gave up their dead which were in it. It's just that powerful face of God where heaven and earth flees. Yes, in his first coming, spitting, shame, visage, his appearance was marred. Oh, what a beautiful face. And in heaven, listen, if you're saved, you're a believer, it's a welcoming face. It's a warming face. It's a wooing face. But if you're lost today, that's the, that's the you know, that face where heaven and earth, just whoo, that's the one you got to face. That's the one you got to face. The song says, face to faith, face to face with Christ my Savior. What will it be? When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ who died for me. Face to face I shall behold him far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all his, what? Glory, you see. The glory. I shall see him by and by. Let not your heart be troubled, John 14. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. We sing the song, and I'm done with this. What a day that will be. When my Jesus, I shall see. When I do what? Look upon his... That's it. The one who saved me by his grace. Why don't we pray? And Lord, we just love you. And thank you, God, for what your word reveals. And we're just so finite. We're just... Nothing in your presence, Lord. But thank you for loving us as we consider your glory, your person, your power. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thank you for loving us. Thank you for paying our sin debt. And thank you, Lord, that because of your blood, we don't have to fear your face. We're welcomed by it. In glory. I pray you'd continue to bless our service. May we not be forgetful hearers. May you give us a great prayer meeting. Will you just meet with us, Lord? We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Brother John. And the church says, Amen. Hey, there's an excitement in our souls when we speak about that place. Brother Jim, thank you so so much tonight what a blessing what a stirring here this evening let's turn our attention to our prayer sheets that we provide let's get those out i love on wednesday nights that we have the opportunity not just to make a list together of people that need prayer in our church and loved ones and friends but we actually are able to come up to this altar if you've never done that before i challenge you and i encourage you to come walk up here in a few minutes Get on your face. There's something about kneeling at the altar and praying to God. And pastor likes us to, to pray out loud at the same time. There's just something special about that. So if you've never done that, even if it's strange or different for you, I encourage you to do that tonight. So let's turn our attention to our prayer sheets. And um, anybody need to turn in a prayer slip? We also have small prayer slips that you can fill out that we can add to those additional lines at the bottom. Anybody have a prayer request you need to add to the list so all of us can pray for it this week? No additional prayer requests. All right, so let's go through. Brother, can I have one of those? 
I had a digital copy. If you look at the front of the prayer sheet, the ones in bold are the ones that came in really uh, the most recent. Uh, Juliana's aunt, she's battling blood clots. Let's pray for her. Dr. Mills not here tonight because he's at home after having just uh, dental surgery, uh, oral surgery. Miss Brenda, she's recovering from eye surgery. You can see those, so we need to be praying for our church family there as they recover from these different surgeries and different health conditions. Now, the Gene families, they mourned the loss of Brother Paul, a longtime member here. His memorial service is on Monday evening, November 16th. So let's pray for his family, the Gene family. Lori Hall is out of town, and her family, they're mourning the loss of her brother-in-law. Gary Campbell, I went to see him in the hospital. He is now home recovering from neck and back surgery so it's a blessing he's probably listening and watching so gary we love you we've been praying for you miss vicky at home taking care of you what a blessing that he got that done and it's now behind him but the recovery i believe is six to eight weeks is what i believe he told me so miss beverly grace she recovers from surgery they were not able to repair the damage unfortunately so she's now looking at a full shoulder replacement Let's pray for Miss Beverly Grace. Miss Karen, cancer is not gone. She will continue treatments through the end of the year. So please pray for Miss Karen. Laura Grady is Stacy Earl's cousin. She was diagnosed with stage three cancer. So let's continue to pray for her. And we've been praying for Adam. This is Terry's son. Terry's one of the ushers in the back there. His son is continuing chemo treatments. Doctors are presently deciding what they're going to do with next steps. And for Susan Mills, as she continues to recover from brain surgery, if you weren't here Sunday, she was here Sunday morning, right here in this room. She was able to attend, so that's such a blessing to see. All right, any slips that we need to add? Any verbal prayer requests that you just, Brother John, would you please keep this in prayer? Yes, ma'am, in the back. I didn't hear. Her foot. What is your first name? Lisa's. Lisa's health health conditions. Okay. Keep that. Ryan's work situation. Daryl. Daryl's brother-in-law, Doug, is having knee replacement surgery. That's pretty urgent. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. What's her name? His name, Jerry. Jerry, dealing with cancer. Prayer request? Trey? Trey Moore Walker. Very good. Anybody else have a prayer request? Yes, sir. I'm so sorry. What's the last name of that family? Okay. I'm so sorry. That's urgent too. We have a lot to pray for, church family, and the list can go on. So let's just turn our attention to actually praying now. So I'm going to encourage you. Let's flood these altars all the way. I'm going to have Brother Mike Austin start off in prayer for us this evening, and someone will, uh, will follow you. Absolutely. Let's go to prayer, church. Our Father, we thank you for great message we just heard, Lord, about heaven again, and especially, Lord, a scriptural way to think about the seeing Jesus face to face, really overwhelming. And uh, thank you, Lord, for giving us a glimpse there and through that great Bible study. And Lord, we do look forward to that day when we will be with our Savior. But now we still have a lot of issues. We have so many things that we're burdened for, many requests and I pray that, dear God, even now that we will turn 
our eyes upon Jesus and look full into his wonderful face so that the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of the glory of his grace. Lord, we, we thank you, Lord, for prayers that have been answered and needs that have been met. And we're even here at this altar, Lord, we've uh, experienced uh, you responding to us. So we come boldly to the throne of grace tonight uh, that you would uh, help us with the needs that we have tonight. Especially, Lord, we're lifting up uh, Juliana's aunt and uh, battling these blood clots. We're praying for healing. From praying for Dr. Mills, recovering from his oral surgery today, that he'll be uh, healed quickly and able to be back with us. Praying for Miss Brenda, recovering from her eye surgery, and that there'll be a full and speedy recovery. Praying, Lord, for the Jean family and the loss of Brother Paul, and pray that uh, you would use the service here to minister to the family and others that love him and miss him. Praying for the Hall family uh, and the loss of Miss Lori's brother-in-law. Comfort for them, safe travels while they're away. Thank you, Lord, that Brother Campbell came home today. We're praying for a complete healing and uh, uh, comfort, Lord. Um, certainly very extensive, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of pain dealing with that. So we're praying for him and for healing, for blessing there. Praying for Miss Beverly Grace facing more surgery on her shoulder, that that uh, additional surgery will take care of it. In the meantime, you'd provide for her and ease her pain and difficulty there. Praying for Karen McGill and healing of the cancer. Praying for Miss Stacy's cousin and uh, who's diagnosed with cancer. Praying for Brother Terry's son and uh, that the chemo treatments will be effective and that you'll help him through that process. Thank you, Lord, for Miss Mills being here with us on Sunday, praying for her continued healing and her and Terry and the needs met there. And, Lord, we want to remember these that were mentioned here in the service tonight, Lee Center Foot, praying for Brother Ryan's work situation, pray your intervention there and help whatever the need is there. Praying, Lord, for the uh, knee replacement for Doug. Praying, Lord, for... Uh, cancer I think it was in Jerry and then Lord the family of this little boy that drowned Lord how sad how we pray you'd comfort them and somehow take this tragedy and draw people to you we pray in Lord especially for our country tonight dear God how we're praying Lord a less than a week away of uh, one of the greatest and most vital elections maybe ever so please Lord we are asking your will to be done we praying that you would Set up one, put down another as you see fit, Lord. And may we be faithful to not only vote, but to pray and keep praying, Lord, for our current leaders and those that you would have us to have soon. Lord, we're praying, Lord, for a spirit of revival here in this place. We're looking forward to the meetings you have planned for us starting on Sunday and through next week. We're asking your blessing upon the preachers that you're sending to us. Give them a special anointing, them exactly what we need, Lord, and uh, draw us all closer to you and energize our ministry here, Lord. We thank you so much for our pastor and his vision and his leadership. We're praying for he and his family, every need to be supplied for them, and praying that this meeting especially will be an encouragement to him. Lord, thank you for faithful Christians who uh, pray, and we continue, Lord, in our prayer tonight, asking you, Lord, to to hear us, dear God, and uh, Lord, as we pray, Lord, work in our hearts too. We pray in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sin and the shortcomings I have in my life. 
And as we examine ourselves, Father, we know that we're not worthy to come before the throne of grace. It's only through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for each one of the ministries here. We have a lot going on. And I just pray you, you know, anoint our pastor, Father. I pray you continue to use him, Father, in a great and mighty way as he leads us as a congregation. Now, there are many of my brothers and sisters that are here this evening that have personal needs. And so, Father, I pray that you just go through this congregation and that you take care of the needs that they have. But again, we pray that your will would be done. And so, Father, once again, we want to tell you we love you. Thank you for loving us and be good to us. Father, we ask now as you go from this place that you watch over us. Use us this week to win some soul to Jesus Christ, and we'll be sure to thank you for that. So again, we want to tell you we love you. Thank you for loving us. We pray the, all this in the holy and precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land come on what a day glorious day that will be amen and amen ushers if you would come forward here this evening our opportunity to worship the Lord through our tithes and our offerings. So give as the Lord has instructed and how has he has told you here tonight. Guys, you can go and pass those as you arrive here at the front of the room. All right, this weekend, we've got a huge weekend coming up. What's happening, first of all, tomorrow night at 7? Are you? Who's involved with that? I'm glad there's a handful of people right here faithful every Thursday. If you've never been to RU on a Thursday night at 7, we invite you to come. Come and hang out. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. C just does a great job, he and his staff there. Thursday nights. Now, Saturday, what's happening? Who's going to be here? Who's just coming for the candy? I hope you're able to stop by if you've got a trunk or even if you don't even have one, come by, hang out with us. It's going to be a wonderful time. The whole goal, as Pastor reminded us this past weekend, is to just get a foot into our community and let them know that we're here to serve them and we love them. We actually have a couple of families that have joined our church because of this event in years past. And so well worth it. And it's just plain fun, for right? Clean fun. So 4.30 right here on campus. You'll see everything. It's festive. Very different from years past. This is a legitimate trunk or treat. That's really the main thing that's going to be on campus. Just a couple of hours too. A lot shorter event. Come out and um, bring plenty of candy if you'd like. And if you want to bring me nachos and cheese, whatever you want to bring me to eat as well, I'll take it. I'll take it that night. All right. Now, starting Sunday morning, what's happening? We're calling it a revival, right? We're calling it the Homecoming Jubilee. Listen, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night at 7, Tuesday night at 7, right back here like we always are on Wednesday night at 7. Don't miss one of those. Pastors even invited us to chapel. I believe it's um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning right here in this room at 8.30. Do I have that correct? Some of the school staff is looking at me. Right. Say it again. 8.35-ish. So I just say 8.30 because y'all are always late, right? 8.30, 40-ish um, every morning So um, with the school next week. So let's be in our place. We are excited. Choir, you're singing Sunday morning and Sunday night, a couple of songs. It's going to be jam-packed. This is four men that graduated Bible college at the same time, and our preacher, our pastor being one of them, and he's invited these men and their families to come, and so it is a homecoming. It's exciting, so let's be in our place this weekend, all right? God bless you. Thank you for being here. I've got someone waving me. Yes, sir. Time change is this weekend, before Sunday. Before Sunday, it's time for you. Thank you for the reminder. God bless you, y'all. We love you. Thank you for being in your place. We will see you at RU tomorrow or on Saturday. We love you. Bye-bye.